You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Ian, look at this. What, it's a police box. What on earth is he doing here? Hey, these things are usually on the street. I feel it. I feel it, you feel it? It's a faint vibration. It's alive. Earth Station Who? A fun mashup celebrating nearly 50 years of the Doctor Who universe. Hold tight. You never know where the TARDIS is going next. Who are you? <laughs> I'm glad you asked that again. Bit of adrenaline, dash of outrage, and a hint of panic knitted my brain back together. I know exactly who I am. I'm the Doctor. Sorting out fair play throughout the universe. Now, please, get off this planet. Well, you still have a choice. Hey, everyone. Good news. Doctor Who is back. That's right, folks. We are back and we have Spyfall. That's right. Episode one and two. We decided instead of just giving you one part of it and then saying, oh, I wonder how this is going to end. We decided to, for the two-parter, we decided to do it all in one. And I think it worked out better that way. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun talking about this one there are going to be spoilers folks so just be prepared but we got new doctor who folks we got new doctor who yay and we have mr mike gordon here with me howdy happy new who new who new who it feels like it's been since old who that we've been this excited you know so we also have mary ogle Everybody, it is fantastic to be here for new who. New who, new who. And returning to the show, we have Jen Allen back. Hi, thank you for having me back. Yay for new who. Yay, you almost like jumped out of the uh, email that when I sent it to you. Hey, do you want to join us for this one? You were <laughs> yes. like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so if uh, people don't remember you, do you want to tell everyone real quick about yourself? Uh, yeah, I actually met uh, the two Mikes at uh, South Carolina Comic Con last year. And uh, so uh, after that, we talked a little bit and was like, hey, you want to be on the show at some point? Because I showed up in a TARDIS outfit. <laughs> it was kind of obvious she liked Doctor Who. I don't know Just why. Just a little bit. <laughs> uh, so I've been on two other shows so far, and I'm just, I'm glad to be here. and. Um, yeah, this this is wonderful. I, I love being here. <laughs> oh, this is going to be a lot of fun. It's a brand new season, a brand new start, and we get a lot of brand new stuff in this one. It's We got tons to talk about, so we definitely would love to hear from you guys at home. So please write us at earthstationwho at esonetwork.com. With that being said, let's jump in with both feet. Spyfall. Crisis. Big crisis. Serious crisis. Big serious crisis. Kisses. It's quite French, that, isn't it? Over the past week, there's been a spate of attacks on intelligence officers worldwide of every nationality. We need your help, Doctor. I didn't know things were getting to the TARDIS like that. Neither did I. <laughs> Why have you fallen, Doctor? I don't know. Get away from them! 
I almost expected the James Bond thing to start, you know, where it used to have the the white circle going across the screen mm. and everything. And, and the doctor with her sonic screwdriver. <laughs> <laughs> and then the beginning would start. Mm. Yeah, That would have been a little bit more, more interesting, at least. So, you know, initial thoughts, and we're just going to open this up to everybody. You know, we got Doctor Who back. We got Jodie back as the new doctor. Well, she's not new anymore, but to me, she's still the new doctor. And I think, this is just my opinion, I think they picked up with the momentum they had started with last year's New Year's special. I think they found their footing finally and started good stories and, you know, a better plot and not ignoring Doctor Who history. It was pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. There were some uh, little callbacks to last season and to past Who's. so if you hadn't watched it all, you're like, what? what's that? Wait, what was that from? Hold on, wait. <laughs> no, and I thought that was, you know, there was a couple things with like, like one, one line here, one line there. And it was just, it was interesting to do. And Graham got confused for being the doctor in this one. It was perfect. Yeah, yeah. they addressed <laughs> that right at the beginning. <laughs> and I'm glad they did. I'm really glad they did. I just... I thought it was very well done and I was happy to see, you know, these characters and these actors more comfortable with their roles now mm-hmm. and everything. And, and it was, the doctor took more of center stage. Yes. As well. Yeah. She should have. Yes. I was really glad that, that, that changed. So, I mean, I, I have really mixed feelings about this one because to me it was, it was very uneven. There were parts of it I really liked. And there were parts of it I really did not like. It was, and you know, might as well just go out and say it. It was a typical master story where he hadn't thought everything through. Mm. And we got the master back and we'll talk about that in a little bit, but I like how they did the reveal. I liked how they, you know, they, you know, how they brought the doctor in to help with the spies and you know when he they met what was it C which was Stephen Fry. Yeah. He was Stephen Fry. Yeah, I was like oh, that, that was great. Uh, only he was barely in it. Yes. True. True. Of him. No, he got killed off just like really that. Fast. Mm-hmm. And everything. And I just, I just thought it was interesting to see. Uh, I loved you know with one line they got rid of Unit and Torchwood just like that. Yeah, I know. It's like yeah. oh, they're not around anymore. Like. What? Wait a minute, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it, I was surprised about, uh, I wasn't surprised about Torchwood because, you know, that went uh, tits up pretty much. Mm-hmm. But we didn't, you know, with the whole thing with Unit, I thought Unit was still going strong. Apparently not. Yep. Yeah, apparently not. So. Not, mm-hmm. not that they well, it was one thing that, uh, I mean, I happened to notice, like, you know, because I'd watched rewatched the uh, the Dalek episode right before this one the, or the premiere anyway and uh seeing it I was I was just kind of shaking my head because as the uh armed troops were going up against the Dalek they were just acting like they've never seen this before they had no idea what it was and I was just like really like <laughs> I mean that's the that's the thing that's a little frustrating with this run is that there's so much that's 
that's new that shouldn't be new. Um, so, um, and uh, yeah, I'm going to come out and say I, I liked a lot of this, uh, but I didn't love it. Okay. No, that's totally fair. And we'll get into uh, th- why. Yeah, I think it was, uh, like Mary said, it was uh, uneven. A lot of this weird decisions that were made in this. And, uh, you know, there was a lot to, that I did like. So, uh, you know, we'll talk about all that. But um, but ultimately, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm still kind of much in the place that I was at the end of uh, the first season. Okay. Wow. Okay. So it, this wasn't enough to pull you out of that funk. Got it. No, it's, uh, it's, 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 I don't hate it. It's not like, I'm like, Oh, I have to watch Dr. Who. It's not that at all. Uh, but I have to say, I don't, I don't get excited watching, uh, like leading up to Dr. Who as much as I'd like to. I Um, I still felt like Chris Chibnall is trying to find himself in mm, this one. Yeah. Well, there were moments I thought he found himself, but then the next scene, it was like, it went right down the tubes for certain Look, He still has no idea what to do with any of the companions and even putting them all together. doesn't help. Like they're just, they're awful. They're just horrible. I mean, we've had a season with them to develop them and, you know, and realize the mistakes that they made with them. And this does nothing to give me any confidence that going forward, they they've got it situated because I just was like, like, you know, they were borderline annoying at times and just useless in other times. Like the best Uh, thing about them is that they were useless. (laughs) Well, I kept thinking that Yaz and Ryan were going to finally start bonding, especially after the Rosa Parks episode. And that hasn't quite happened yet. No, no, nowhere. Well, a lot, I mean, there were a lot of missed opportunities. Like when Yaz gets pulled into the alternate universe, I'm like, oh, good. Yaz is going to get to do something. Something's going to happen. Nope. Nope. She just, she she just, just kind of stood there and stared at stuff. Yep. And, and then magically gets pulled out to Australia. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well. The one thing I will say that I did like was that Graham was not the center of attention. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's true. But I mean, on the other hand, none of them, like, I mean, it just like, he just blends in with the rest of them as being just a bland, useless companion. No, exactly. He, it could have been, (laughs) I don't know if that's an improvement. (laughs) It it literally could have been any companion at all in this. No, They could have had no companions in this. But he had laser shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Ping. Like there's there's nothing in this that the, like if you take the companions out of this completely, there's nothing that happens in this that couldn't have happened without them. Without them, yeah, and then that that's not good storytelling. That's storytelling that's not good character development at all. Um, it you know I mean I like the Doctor having her own arc, but I mean if you if you need the doctor to go on and do her own thing and, and just have an adventure that way. And then, Oh, by the way, the companions are doing their own thing and it's just not nearly as interesting. And that doesn't, I mean, that just, that that just actually highlights the problem more than helps solve it. So, Mm -hmm. so they've, they've still got a lot of convincing uh, for me in order to like, really fall in love with this dynamic. Mm -hmm. Well, also when they brought in Ada, and nor and nor i was like yes. those two were awesome yeah and yeah they, how cool that we made like we've got two new characters that are better companions right. than the three that we've well, got that, that, that's what it felt 
like I mean it felt like they it's were true. pseudo companions. Yeah. They were, they were, and yeah. they're they're real people. Well, and the, they the, show up and what's your name is like, um, are we being replaced? And I'm like, Yes, you are. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> they were yes. I mean, especially since they're real people well, they're based on real people. I mean, uh Ada Lovelace is the daughter of Lord Byron, who ended up being the one of the creators of the computer uh, because she was really good with mathematics and she helped Charles Babbage. That was real. Uh, Nor Khan was a British spy in France. That is real. Unfortunately, she died in 1944. She was captured and assassinated. So, but she was given a British medal posthumously for her efforts. And she, I have to say the Brits would have been in a bad place without her. Oh, very much so. I think it was great bringing them in and finding an inventive way to bring them in, uh, the spotlight, these characters that, uh, these, these historical figures that don't get a lot of attention. I give them, that's one of the things I liked about the story. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that, that, yeah, that's one of the things I liked about the story. I like the, the premise of the story. I like the, 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 the idea that, um, you know, the, the, the spy genre, the spy stories in particular James Bond has been a franchise that's been going on just as long as Doctor Who longer not just actually. a tad longer and uh the fact that you know finally we get to see this kind of combination of the two and I'm like I just felt like they messed it up like it just didn't feel like it felt like Chris Gimnell had never watched or, or seen any spy movies whatsoever and just was got going, going by what people think they are. Like not, you, like not said, even Austin Powers. Come there on. was not even like, I mean, there was just some really like, you know, kind of sort of silly things happening, but nothing that you could take seriously. And I, I just uh, uh, thought that they just really uh, messed up on a great opportunity. It could have been, you know, I'm not saying that we get a, a an actual like, you know, James Bond and Doctor Who working together uh, kind of kind of mashup, but it could have been a lot better than this. Oh, exactly. Like, and I, yeah, I mean, it's like every time Chris Chibnall tries to do comedy, it falls flat. It just <laughs> oh. feels very clunky. Right. And it's it's kind of interesting because um, I know like, you know, people have always said, oh, James Bond is a Time Lord, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, they could have played with something like that. You know, like, oh, they've had Time Lords in the Secret Service or something like that. Just, you know, or even a passing remark of that, of some well, kind. they could have even had, like, Pierce Brosnan do a walk-in just for a joke. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Oh, sure. That would have doubled their whole budget for the season. But... Well, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know what? They could have... You know, because Stephen Fry was playing C, they could have alluded to another division of MI6 without really, like, you know, getting in the copyright territory. Um, sure, that would have been kind of fun. But, but moreover, the seriousness and the, the the suspense and everything that makes good good spy drama, they just didn't take seriously at all. And uh, I felt it was, like I said, it was a real missed opportunity. Uh, I couldn't help but just think that it was all just kind of uh, just light fare, you know, like there wasn't any stakes involved at all um, until it was too late. And I was like, I didn't really feel like like the stakes that were there were, you know, were kind of put on. That was in the second episode where we finally find out what the plan is. Um, but uh, I will say 
that, you know, speaking of the other, because we got, you know, before the season started, we got this news that Stephen Fry was going to be in an episode that was uh, going to be cool. And that, uh, what's his name? Lenny Henry, is that right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. I was going to be in too. Now, I no idea who Lenny Henry is, but I'm, let me, this guy impressed the heck out of me in this episode. He is so good as the, the big bad in this. I, I wish he got to do more. But when he's on screen, he's and when he's uh, acting alongside uh, the doctor, I thought it was 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 top notch. I thought it was. Uh, oh, great. he killed his own mother in this one. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was kind of a, dark. <laughs> he was kind of an Elon Musk kind of character. Sure, you got that Elon Musk and Elon and, Musk, yeah, Steve yeah, Jobs, very and uh, Google. Yeah, yeah this whole like was obviously yeah. Google. Sure, sure. Um, so you've got that whole thing and, 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 you know, it's kind of interesting, you know, said the plot is, you know, making uh, us all into hard drives, which is like a really freaky idea. And, uh, it's I, almost I, the same thing as the matrix though, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is. is. Cause the matrix yeah. that be humans were batteries instead. Sure. sure. See, that, it is. There's, there's a lot of this was repetitive and that, that really started to bother me. Yeah. Like w- bringing, bringing the master back, but it's basically the John Sim master. Yeah. Destroying well, Gallifrey again. Yeah, right? of course. <laughs> well, we'll get into that in a sec. Um, before, you know, they did the big reveal with O, did you know the master was coming back? No. Heck no. That, no, no, I did not Okay, so I'm watching the episode, and on the on the plane, when O says, like, oh, you're going to, you know, like, he's talking to the doctor, he's like, oh, you still don't get it. Or no, when he says, like, you know, I've been caught. And I was like, oh, he's, I kind of figured he was working, like, for the, I kind of figured he was, there was, because in the spy story, you're going to have someone turn heel, right? You're going to have someone turn double agent. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, that didn't surprise me. And then when he's like, you know, he's like, oh, come on, doctor, you're going to get it. You're going to get it. And then he says, uh, spy master. When he says, yeah, the spy, I told you to look for the spy master and spy master. And then, then she like goes, oh, like, and then she has a look on her face. And I was like, what did I miss something? Like, what does that mean? Spy- it was almost, very I, abrupt. Then I, yeah. then I thought about it. And I was like, oh crap, this is the man. Like I had to like, it took me like 30 seconds to a minute to process the fact that we were seeing a new master, which I did not expect at all. No. And kudos to them for throwing that on us. Um, although the jury's still out for me as to whether or not this was a successful run as the master. Well, I, I, ha- I like him yet. Don't like him. Cause I miss Missy. <laughs> Yeah, I love well, Missy. Missy. Missy's in a category all around. It's difficult I, to, to yeah. fill those those, those heels, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, what I'm partly thinking is that this master might be right after the John Sim master. Hmm. And he goes from this being this master to being Missy instead. That, you know, this is in between. You never know what order they go in. Right. And it, he seems more like the John Sim one. And I really think the Capaldi doctor got to Missy. Possibly, because she kind of went good, kind of. It was kind of open-ended. And mm-hmm. each time they regenerated, you know, it's a different personality. Same with the doctor. So, you know, as much as Missy might have been turned, it, you could regenerate and become just bad again um i I don't have a problem with that i mean certainly it would have been kind of nice to know a little bit more about the timeline as far as which like when this is i did appreciate 
the fact that this is very much like a classic uh, Roger Delgado master. This is mm-hmm. not a new Who master. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he's got a crazy um, sort of no-nonsense plan that it makes no sense whatsoever. He's shrinking people again, which I love. That was a nice callback. Even yeah. smaller. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, that that was funny, actually. They, that was a and it's, I loved it, when it's he creepy too. Oh, like, they actually not, showed it happen, you know. Yeah, oh, that very the, the the one that made me laugh actually, I laughed out loud when I saw it was when he had he had the original O in the Matchbox. Sure. And he just tossed it yep. off over his shoulder, like. Don't need this <laughs> anymore. I don't care. Exactly. I, I love that because that's one thing I thought was missing from Missy is that uh, she wasn't like there were opportunities where I thought she should shrink people and she never did so. Um, uh, it was nice to see that that was put in again. Um, and I do like the actor. Uh, I do Sasha like Dewan. Uh, Sasha yeah. Dewan, right? Yeah. I think uh, mm-hmm. I think he's solid. I just saw him actually in uh, the Stephen Moffat uh, production of Dracula. Which I need to watch that still. Mm-hmm. So he's yep. in that as well. And uh, I mean, he's a solid actor. He's also in um, Iron Fist as well. I'm, I'm very different I, role. In that oh, role. that's oh, very different. Him. Yeah, very um, different role. Yeah. But um, good actor. But man, and so that's what's even more frustrating when you see him in Iron Fist and you know what he's capable of, and then you see him in this, and you're like, whoa, like just, this is. He, it this. Was, yeah, it was too over the top. Yeah, I mean, I, that's got, what, I thought it, got, it was too over the top. It actually got a little better as it went along, but I can't. Yeah. I mean, I was like, "Is the director standing behind you?" <laughs> Telling me to John Sim it up, John Sim it up. And I'm like, oh my God, don't don't listen to them. Yeah, the scene when he was at the science fair, I thought that was a little way over the top. Mm-hmm. And I loved though that how Ava saved the day in that. Oh, Ava went, here, have some yeah. grenades. Yeah. Ava was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> or I, shooting uh... him with the machine gun and stuff like that. And <laughs> I love that was just so awesome. And then, of course, the doctor said when, you know, he was on top of the Eiffel Tower, how's the shoulder? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> when you've got this great dynamic between the doctor, Jody, and Lenny Henry's character, Barton, and then you bring up this insane doctor. And to me, you know, the sequence where they're on the Eiffel Tower top um, just didn't work for me. I just didn't feel the chemistry. Maybe the first time ever that I've had a master and, and doctor sequence where I just didn't feel the chemistry between them. And so that was, you know, disappointing to me. And the, in the, at the end of the first episode, when the master whispers to her, everything you think you know is a lie. I'm like, that is the worst phrase you could have ever said. I hate that phrase. I hate, hate, hate that phrase. Because that means they're going to do something that all us longtime fans are not going to (laughs) like. Yeah, yeah. Everything you know is a lie. I'm like, oh, what's Chris doing now? Uh What's he going to change now? And I'm like, and I'm like, this is not going to be good. And then, you know. Well, exactly. And then him in interview saying, whatever happens in this story is going to change Doctor Who forever. No, it's not. Yeah, whatever. They always say that. Yeah, I know. but I mean, it's not even, I'm, I'm sorry, but I can't, please don't make me go through the whole destroying Gallifrey again. Yeah. No. Actually, yeah, when I was watching it, he's like, you know who, who destroyed it? And I went, the war doctor. 
<laughs> you know, it's like, like I did. And I'm like, no, no, that's not how it's supposed to work. Well, actually, it would have been more intriguing if he said you did. But, yeah, but right. Anyway, I mean, we just you, got it back. I know. Right? That's the thing. We just went through all that. <laughs> Yeah, it was just like, oh, again. And this, now we have the whole thing with the timeless child that was brought up at the beginning of last yeah. season. Right. I was like, yeah. oh, they actually kept on with that because that was only like a little snippet from mm-hmm. last season. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, I, you know, I, that kind of confused me. I do want to bring this up, though, real quick. Before they revealed that. It was the master as the main villain. I, for a little bit, when they showed, you know, the glowing figures and everything, I was actually going, are they bringing back Omega? You know, because you had, it's the same effect that they had, especially like in Ark of Infinity or the Mm -hmm. three doctors Mm -hmm. with the characters. And it was just like, and then when Yaz went into that other world, I thought, she's in the antimatter universe, not... You know, no, and they're called the sovereign or whatever. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I just thought they missed an opportunity there. Oh, they totally missed an opportunity because you have you don't. They're just beside the point almost from for the story. You don't learn anything about them or about their motivations or why they're really there or anything about the other universe other than like when at first when I first saw the other universe, I'm like, oh, is that like their the master or whoever it is is shrinking them <laughs> and that that's like threads from his pocket or something what is that <laughs> i thought it was dna strands initially yeah, I, I, thought thought that, I thought it was a really i thought it was a really bad shag carpet or something <laughs> <laughs> i mean it didn't matter i'm a child of the 70s sorry you know yeah. <laughs> nothing about it <laughs> Yeah, well, actually, when they initially showed up on screen, their their silhouette for their head, I was like, oh, my God, they're glowing Teletubbies. No! <laughs> Either that or it was the Cybermen again from Army of Ghosts. Right. 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 Yeah, that's yeah. what I was, uh, that's what it I was, just it was like, a callback to. So it was just like, uh, and, you know, it was, and it was just crazy. And then, you know, them, you know, doing you know attacking or i thought it was cool when they were going through the door of the tardis that was pretty awesome that was like nobody's ever done that before they have now (laughs) exactly it's like oh well so much for the mystique of the tardis they just blew that out the window yeah Yeah. they didn't get in he got partially in yeah they got partially in they didn't uh but not all the way yes but now we know laser Now we know laser shoes can take those guys out. So Apparently okay. so. Big pink laser shoes. <laughs> so, uh, Graham with the soft shoe. Exactly. Uh, that was really... No, yeah. they mi- well, okay, I just got to say, they missed a total opportunity when they all walk out in tuxes. I was waiting for her to go, yeah, bow ties are cool. Yeah. <laughs> they totally missed it. and Yeah. And I liked it was a little bit of an homage to Matt Smith's doctor. With yeah, the, the with the long coat. Yeah, I'll yeah, tell you what. Time. When she shows up in the other dimension, and they sort of pan back, and it's sort of this black and whitish. I'm like, she looked a lot like the first doctor to me. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could see that. I was like, wow, that's really cool. Um, she she looked a little like the second doctor. A little bit, except different tie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
different color hair, different sex. Well, it's okay, yeah. <laughs> and also, oh, you know, about when I was talking about repeating things, they also repeat blink, basically, in the airplane scene. Mm. Because when they're going, when she makes the tapes beforehand. <laughs> oh, right. Yes. Well, at least I actually went like, are you going to, how did you do the, oh, yeah, I forgot, almost forgot I need to go back and do that. <laughs> mm, exactly. That, Thanks for that, the reminder. I'm sorry, but that's a cheat. Because that's like, oh, well, the doctor could do that every time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm like, don't don't use that again. Like, that's just, that just makes it pretty silly that, that they don't just fix every time they get into a quandary, you know? Um, I, in a, she's not supposed to have that much control over the TARDIS like that. Uh, at least not to my knowledge. Well, not, that... Not to my liking. Especially as long as that dude's had that plane how would he have not noticed those nameplates on the floor yeah, yeah. but they've been there all little, along since they installed obvious. it yeah um looks like they changed the uh desktop of the tardis inside again and i still don't like it <laughs> <laughs> i like that it has a little steam machine right there you know putting out <laughs> steam but it no it's ugly as hell still yeah <laughs> it's, it's not my favorite tardis no and no, no, all no. through this, I'm watching Jody, and damn it, she's just doing everything she can, right? This is, uh, she's amazing. She's, mm-hmm. she's, you know, I, I definitely, I said this last season, and I definitely can understand a lot of people, a lot of people when they say now that, you know, that some of their favorite doctors, unfortunately, are not, uh, like, the actors that play the doctors are not in the seasons of the doctor that they, uh, that they like, you know, and and I, I and this is like steering towards that for me as well. I mean, I think Jody is amazing, but I think she deserves so much better. Yeah, uh, yeah. She, I mean, she just she lights up every scene she's in. Yes. I mean, even even if it's clunky dialogue, I mean, she is she sells it every time. So I wish she had something better to work with, and I don't. I mean, I feel like I'm crapping on this on these episodes a lot, and that there were parts that I really liked. I mean, I don't, I don't feel like it was a total disaster or the worst thing we've seen, but I just feel like it's not, it's not gelling, it's not coming together like I would like it to. And I think there's, you know, relying on these old tropes or the clunky comedy is just. I mean, it really detracts from 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 the core. I think there may be some good ideas there, but they are not gelling. Yeah, and the point of Doctor Who, especially with New Who, is to really, um, you know, discuss talk about things that are happening now and in a way that uh, is entertaining. And I think they're just missing a lot of opportunities. It's like they're bringing things up, but it just seems like it's just. They're, they're not really going in depth about it. They're just kind of, I don't know. I don't want to, you know, accuse them of just putting in like uh, um, a minimal surface effort, but it, it really kind of, if you dig deeper into these, you're not going to get very far. No, I agree with that. And that's the problem with it is on a light side, it was very easy to watch. There wasn't any true grown moments in this but there were quite a few of those last season we we, one thing we do see 
is, and this was, a, I don't know, in some ways I thought it was interesting and in other ways I was disappointed, but in a, in a good story time, a story time of way. So at the end of the episode, she, uh, you know, she goes to Gallifrey, she sees what's happened. She gets the stupidly convenient message from the, the master. Um, and then, uh, and then she goes back, picks up her crew why she bothers, I don't know. But she picks him up, and uh, and they now's the time, right? She they're like, tell us who you know. We asked, tell us about yourself. Da da da. She she talks a little bit about the stuff that we've already known, of course, and uh, and then when they probe deeper, um, you know, let's go there. Whatever. She's like, nope, uh, I just don't feel like it. Whatever. And then she just goes on. Now, this is the first time I think during this run of the doctor where the doctor is we know is keeping something from the companions in a negative way um and it gives it does give jody's doctor a little bit more depth in terms of the darkness of her i don't think we've seen a dark side of jody yet and it seems like this is starting that a little bit which i think is kind of interesting but on the other hand i was just kind of frustrated i'm like you know, it's bad enough that you treat these people like they're just, you know, pets. But <laughs> but now you're not even going to, like, share this with them because obviously this is something that's going to affect, you know, going forward. And yet it's like you just don't – you don't have them involved. And I just was really disappointed in that decision. Well, it's – I mean, you, she made me treat them kind of like pets – but it's much better than what the sixth doctor get, did to one companion where he almost literally choked her to death. Okay. Well, that's true. No, no, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not comparing uh, apples to apples here. I'm just saying that like, you know, in this, in, in this instance, I thought, you know, um, uh, it's bad enough that we, like, it doesn't seem like the doctor or the people that make this show or anybody gives like the companions, the characters, any sort of confidence or recognition and like if they don't respect them why should we well i wonder if it's a reaction to like tenants run and eccleston's run where rose was the hero and and a lot of emphasis was put on her and then donna and and so forth and martha and so forth that they were the real saviors all the time and i think they wanted to change it up so that it wasn't so much focused on the companions like it was with those guys um and claire oh god claire <laughs> take deep breath take deep breath <laughs> breathe breathe it's okay it's okay impossible girl anyway <laughs> she's gone it's she's okay. gone i know you'll be okay it's all right <laughs> uh, anyway um, um. <laughs> but i think that was a initially probably a reaction to you know the other companions always being the savior for the doctor right no i completely agree with that well, you've got you know, three of them so help, it makes yeah. it like three times as bad I was, yeah i was just gonna say it would probably help a lot if they got rid of a couple of them <laughs> Ram. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would not, you know, obviously if it was just the doctor and Yaz, it would be probably ideal, I think. Um, 
because really Ryan was really working my nerves in this story. I was just like, uh, look, I get it that, you know, um, that you're not like the most competent guy, but man, this is like, I'm surprised you're still alive, dude. Like (laughs) there's just some mistakes that you're making that it's just, if you know, (laughs) <laughs> like it's just so silly like well, and it's like when when they're breaking into the building you know he's just totally oh he's totally <laughs> freaking out for, about the in, name in five seconds the security would have come down and shot them if that what that was real mm-hmm. right oh well, it happens at google all the time you know <laughs> <laughs> i mean they're kind of making him out to be like he's like a special needs companion and he's not no, he no. Just, you know, he just uh, he's not exactly special needs. He just has a lot of fear. Yeah. But the thing is, you know, uh, the line, you know, oh, I can't even ride a bicycle, but I'm flying an airplane. You know, it's just like, no, you're not. It's on autopilot, dude. Right. <laughs> right. It's like it was there was just like so many things that it was like, yeah, I could do without three companions. Yaz didn't do anything once again. And, you know, Graham was Graham. Yaz seemingly dies right in front of Ryan. Now, Ryan, knowing Ryan, he should have a complete mental breakdown after that. Complete mental breakdown. Now, granted, he finds out pretty quickly that she's alive. Mm -hmm. And she's okay. But then, in order to comfort her, he says to her, you know, I, you know, she says, I thought I was dead. And he said, I'm never going to, I would never let that happen. And I'm like, you did let that happen. You just stood there. <laughs> History proves different, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I know. That, that rang so false to me too. I was like, you have not done anything to give her confidence no. about that. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't let you date my sister either. <laughs> No, they're both shallow characters. They'd be perfect together. <laughs> uh, I mean, I just wanted to, at, at one point in the TV, I just wanted to scream, look, this is not how you do representation. You cannot just shove different people in there and say, ooh, look, we have different people now, so we have representation. No. You got to have good characters along yes. with the race. <laughs> Representation is developing diverse characters that have depth and nuance. Just we like got, we, yeah, real we fell, human beings. Right. We fell more in love with Noor Khan, a real person, more than Yes and Asia. I mean, they're just, they're sh- the companions are just shoved into the story like a prop and not even a good, useful prop. Mm. You know, they're like the table or the chair. And it's yeah. Like, no, give them give either give them real lives and something to do, or and, or they and, or they should not be there. Right, and they should add to the solution, uh, whether it's by on purpose, by accident, however it is, it sh- should be pretty clear that if they if one of them, let alone all three of them, were not doing what they were doing, then the 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 master wins, right? And and yet, the doctor has to save them. Not once, but she has to literally go back in time and save their butts. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like, <laughs> fix it so that they don't die. I'm like, that's, this is, like, this is, yeah. And after, that's, that would be okay season one. But we're, like, they've been traveling around with the doc a while. So they should, they should be not like, you know, 
um, confident in this, but enough that they know what they're doing a little bit. And I just didn't get that at all. Well, I'm going to say it again. As I've said before, I still think Ryan's mom would have been a much better companion. Unfortunately, she's no longer with us. She had to die in the first episode. Damn it, she was much more interesting. <laughs> Jen, Jen, I would, I'll yeah. dare say, like a broom would be a much better companion than these two. Wow. <laughs> At least that would have a function and sweep up the floor. Oh, Oh, wow, it's getting late, guys. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I've got an early bus to catch tomorrow. <laughs> all right. So, I'm all, I'm all spitting vinegar. Anyway, wow. Wowie, wowie, wow. I, I wish, Mike, and I, and I hate to say it, I wish that I was as optimistic as you were by this, that this season is going to be a vast improvement over the last one because right now i i see things that i liked but not enough to give me confidence going into the next episode i saw more that i liked in this than i didn't like you know maybe once we get ones that aren't written by chibnall well starting next week yeah maybe that maybe that'll help um but uh and i don't want to be a chibnall hater i really don't um, but I mean, the proof is in the pudding. No, there's eras of Doctor Who I don't like, and so it's everyone has their tastes and such. And you know, we'll see what happens. I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping for good things. Six weeks from now, you might not be hearing that from me, but you know, that might be. You know, I try to keep fairly optimistic. Me too. Sometimes. <laughs> some, oh yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't going in wanting to hate this. Oh, I know. It I, just like as I was it, watching, I was like, ew. It, it kind of <laughs> just happened. It's like you know. I mean, I ordered the. I ordered the soup, and as I was eating it, I realized it just wasn't digesting well. You're eating the soup, and you got to the bottom, and you realized it was full of flies. Got it. Ew. Oh man. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I understand. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where the season goes. I'm hoping for good things. I'm wondering what this, you know, big mystery is going to be with the uh, wonderful Timeless Child. I'm hoping not to be disappointed. Are we putting anything on right now on like what what that might be? Or just not even wanting to go there. I don't want to go there. I really don't want to go there. After hearing, you know, somebody saying, oh, that it has something to do with the doctor and, you know, that possibly, you know, there were more regenerations before Hartnell and, you know, blah, blah, blah. This is not his first set of regenerations or some crap like that. And I don't even want to go there. Yeah, I'm... I mean, granted, it wouldn't take much to to make the master go postal, but I I do wonder, like, you know, what is significant enough that would cause him to want to? I mean, because in the time war, he fought for the the time uh, the, the the time lords, right? Kind of, sort of, yeah. So, um, you know, I mean, I I think as much as he has 
I don't know. Has he ever tried to destroy Gallifrey before? I'm sure he has, you know. I know he doesn't. I know, like, I, I can't think of a story where he's done that. I know he he, he doesn't like Earth. Um, and I always thought that he didn't like Earth just because the doctor did. Um, but, uh, and I know he's allied himself with uh, a lot of other suspect races. And, and look, in, in, like I said, in this, if you, you know, take one of the Roger Delgado plots, I mean, you could put like him right in this. I mean, it, it fits like that, that sort of master template uh, to a T. Even the fact that like, you know, I mean, midway through, he almost, you know, practically takes the mask off, like whoop, like they're like, it's, oh my God, it's a master. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, You know, they just, they basically did that story wise. Um, So, and I appreciated that. I appreciated the callback. I think people who love the classic master are going to, should dig this master because he's very much in the classic mold. Mm-hmm. I saw somebody on Facebook said, I can't get into this master. He's too attractive. What? Yes. Okay. I know. I know. <laughs> Not that John Sims was ugly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not really, folks. Don't send letters. Mm. Yeah. But then there's some people say, oh, this is the worst version of the master I've ever seen. And I said, did you watch the Doctor Who movie? That's all I have to yeah, say. This is, uh, not, yeah. this is not the worst version. Yes. No, I would not go that far. I would not say I would not say we're in the worst era of Doctor Who ever. I would not say that this is the worst master. I would certainly not say that Jody's the worst doctor. And I as much as I've been piling on the companions, I would not say these are the worst companions. No, definitely not. And and to you know, comment on how the doctor, you know, wouldn't take the companions to Gallifrey. The fourth doctor did the same thing with Sarah. You know, yeah. he he actually even dropped her off in the wrong town because he had to go to Gallifrey. Sure, sure. No, no, I don't say that the doctor's not, I mean, and, and look, I mean, 10 uh, kept Gallifrey and all that stuff away from uh, his companions as well. And I get it. There's a history of, the doctor keeping that stuff to himself, herself. But I thought in this case, because I guess the companions are just so useless that I thought at least, you know, if they really are a fam, right? F-A-M, right? That's what she calls them. If they Mm -hmm. really are her fam, then she would bring them in. Like if this is the time where she says to them, ask me anything, right? Like this is the time where she's going to come, clean as about what she is and everything and who she is and all that and instead she she shuts the door uh within minutes and Mm -hmm. i was like i was just a little disappointed in that um i I get it from a story perspective i'm supposed to be frustrated by that and i and i kind of think it adds to her character like i said it gives her a little bit more darkness than we've seen from her character and i like i think i like that i think that i'm gonna interest where that's going but it was still disappointing no agreed it was it was interesting to see. Oh, maybe they'll ask her, "What's your real name?" Oh, uh, uh, look at the time. Wow, I've got to go. So, but yeah, it's it's just interesting where they went with it, and I'm hoping the one wish I will hope for for the end by the end of this season, I'd like to see at least one of the companions gone. Mm. My hope is that she runs into River. 
that wouldn't be bad or captain jack mm-hmm. yeah i don't think that's gonna i mean that would be awesome no, we we already know that uh we're seeing some familiar races uh this season the, the the master was a big surprise uh so that's already been one thing another callback um i don't know i'm kind of afraid that if if jim like brings somebody in they're just gonna not do it right so i just kind of like let's let's leave that stuff alone uh, um, river until, will until be completely show, out of character or something you can't yeah. play with the adult toys until you uh, show some responsibility young man <laughs> he's not ready for the grown-ups table quite yet <laughs> uh so i don't know i'm you know i'm 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 still you know look i'm still excited i still want to see the next episode etc cetera, etc cetera, but i must say that uh i'm i'm less excited than i, I I think that's fair. I truly think that's fair. So, you know, I think that goes with what we're going to do. Here's hoping that we're going to have some good stuff further and that it's going in a positive direction and not going to start going downhill even more so than some of us are hoping. Um, But we definitely would love to hear from you guys at home. Write us at earthstationwho at esonetwork.com. Let's go ahead and rate this one, unless you have any final thoughts first. Well, I'd say, uh, I will say that one thing I really liked about this was there was, there was a much better b- balance in the sense that the doctor, I felt like the doctor really took command. Oh, yes, and, very much so. And, uh, and that I was cheering for throughout the whole thing. And Jody did a fantastic job at it. Mm-hmm. Hell, Jody on the motorcycle is pretty darn awesome. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. All right. So let's go ahead and rate one out of five TARDISes, one being the worst, five being the best. Mr. Mike Gordon, you get to go first. Uh, you know, uh, between all the good and all the bad, I think everything just just flattens out even, balances out. So uh, it gets a three. Okay. Jen. I will say that, uh, oh. and another thing to say that uh, that is a positive about it is that uh, I thought that the cliffhanger was great. The resolution to it was not so great, but I thought the cliffhanger, like, I love cliffhangers. I love serialized Doctor Who, and I wish we'd see more two-parters and, and serials like that. So, Okay. That's totally fair. All right. Jen. Uh, I'm also going to give it a three. I also had parts that I liked and didn't like. I really wish we had gotten more time with Ada and Noor. Uh, but since A, they're real people and had to go back to their times, and B, they're not the real companions. Sad face. Too bad. <laughs> um, I wish we'd gotten more time with them and, and a few other things. And I think um, the new master, we'll see where that goes. He yeah, he did go a little over. He, uh, I believe the term is chewed the scenery. <laughs> he did that a few times, I agree. But uh, yeah, overall, a three. Okay. All right. And Mary. Well, I think I'm going to give it a 3.5. And I'm, I'm adding the 0.5 because of Jody's performance. But I still, you know, it was, I have very mixed feelings about it, about it. It was, it was so uneven. And I still, I feel like Chris Chibnall is still trying to find his voice. 
this was better in some ways, but but he need he needs to be more original. And I don't mean more original in a superficial way like last season. He it seems like he wants change just for the sake of change. And but the change has to serve the story. It it needs to be well thought out and have depth and develop character or else it it's just not compelling enough to sustain interest. And it and this it just felt like he was trying a lot of different things and it it didn't really gel for me. So I'm just kind of giving it a middling score of 3.5. My big fear is that this is his voice. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I totally could see that. What are you saying? I found it. I totally got this. Sorry. All right. Um, darn. Um, I'm going to do a four on this one. I enjoyed it more than I disliked it. I was entertained. I've watched both episodes twice already and enjoyed the cliffhanger was awesome. The cliffhanger was great. The master's TARDIS as a big house, (laughs) maybe not so. And, you know, also it was just, it was interesting that, you know, Jody was able to break into the master's TARDIS you know, pick the lock or whatever. And it's like, I don't think that, that kind of left me. And what did she end up doing with it? You know, type thing, you know, so questions, of course, that, you know, of course they thought, Oh, the people aren't smart enough to realize or ask or whatever. So take it for what you will folks, but definitely. I think that also means what the master has been around since world, that's master in particular has been living on earth since world war two. Yes. Well, he said, I've been here. Can you imagine me being stuck here for 77 years? Yep. And so he was stuck there even. And so that the other times that the master came and tried to do stuff with the world, like he was there. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> all those, all those unit adventures, everything, you know, exactly. He yeah. didn't, he didn't take the chance to warn himself, you know, right. don't try to bring that Damon back, you know, or, <laughs> Or the Autons, really bad idea. (laughs) You know, don't go after the Concord. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was interesting. Uh, But yes, definitely. I'll give it a solid four. Lots of, you know, for me to get to a five, it needed to have a lot of improvement, but it was still enjoyable it was fun to have Doctor Who back and not knowing what was going to come next. That was enjoyable and such. So definitely would love to hear from you guys at home. Thank you guys for joining us this week. We will be back next week with Orphan 55. Should be very interesting to see. And thank you, everybody. Thank you, Jen, for being here. Thank you for having me again. It's always great. And we'll talk to you again soon. We might have you back for the season wrap up and just, you know, see what you thought about the whole season since you were here at the beginning. Let's see what your thoughts are at the end. Okay. And of course, Mr. Mike. As always, it's my pleasure. And Mary. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm very excited that we have new who again. And it's still better than watching trial of a time Lord. So it's good. Mm. <laughs> So thanks, guys, at home. We will see you here next time on Earth Station Who. Peace. And we're done.
You have been listening to Earth Station Who, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from across the universe. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individual and are used for entertainment value alone. You subscribe to our podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, or follow our blog at www.esopodcast.com. You can also follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. If you enjoyed the show, please leave feedback up on iTunes. Live from Chicken Town, this is the Flopcast, a podcast obsessed with comic books, Saturday morning cartoons, conventions, music, stuff from the 70s and 80s that nobody else remembers, and chickens. It'll be the silliest half hour of your week. You can find us at flopcast.net and on the ESO network. I'm the mayor of Chicken Town, and I approve this message. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.